1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up on this Wednesday edition, we've got news and notes from around the NFL, including a potential landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins. The Jimmy Garoppolo injury is getting worse by the day. We've also got Jimmy Butler and an NBA finals preview. Could Himmy Buckets be distracted? We'll explain. Got another edition of In Case You Missed It. We've also got our midweek awards, the BQ News, and the old P Petros Papadakis stops by. It's all yours. Two pros and a cup of joe next here Fox Sports Radio
0: now let's get this party started you're listening to Fox Sports Radio
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are, making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, same time, same place, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. How the hell are we feeling here on a Wednesday morning?
0: Good.
1: Yeah. Fired Great. up? Good
0: yeah. Good. Excited? Good. Good. Great. Yep.
1: Got some football conversation Wonderful. to be had. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, congratulations to DeAndre Hopkins. He's no longer an Arizona Cardinal. It it's was official. official. Yeah. Officially, uh, he's no longer an Arizona
2: Cardinal. I mean, that. That place, I, I think it's a great place to live. It's, if, I mean, you asked Larry Fitzgerald. He, he, loved, he loved playing out there.
3: I mean, a lot so. of people love living there. That's for certain.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: What about playing football there? Is that any fun? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've played there. <laughs> I've it,
0: so, it, it played
1: it is, there. It is kind of wild that they were in the playoffs less than two years ago. <laughs> they were in the Super Bowl. <laughs>
3: I mean, it was a long time ago, but they were in the Super Bowl. I mean, but like, a lot of teams can't say that.
1: It seemed like everything was, was on the rise there. Like, man – cliff and kyler they've seen growth every single year no pun intended with kyler and then they get all the way to the playoffs there (laughs) and uh and they show up in a playoff game and the rams stomp them out and then it's just downhill ever since like all the controversy with the contract the injuries to kyler murray it's just it's wild to think how fast the tables turn in the nfl just that's it No longer a relevant team, no longer part of the conversation in the NFC, and now battling it out to be the worst team in the NFL this upcoming season. Good God, man. But at least you hosted a Super Bowl. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. He's no longer an Arizona Cardinal. Now, the big speculation becomes, where's he going to end up? Step right up, Massage Watson. Oh, wow. Of your Cleveland Browns, Brady Quinn who was at a charity golf tournament yesterday talking about his relationship with DeAndre Hopkins. They spent a lot of time together in Houston. Obviously, there's the Clemson connection as well, too. But it was DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson who had some really good years there with the Texans. And so here was the now current Browns quarterback talking about the
4: well, me and d we just naturally talk. We've been talking since, you know, the Houston days. And then also whenever he left for Arizona, we were always talking. So, you know, he's always been a brother of mine since yeah. I was coming out of high school. Our connection, our relationship has always been great. Uh, and I know there's a lot of things swirling around in the media of, you know, him possibly coming to Cleveland. And, you know, for me, my answer to that is, of course, we would love the album. Uh, he knows that. Um, we had a lot of connections, but, you know, that's kind of... Out of my <laughs> range of things of kind of coordinating things, so all I can do is, you know, make a call and, and see what happens. Let A. B. do the rest. I think any situation for D. Hot would be perfect for him. But of course, you know, with me having another weapon, uh, along with all the other great weapons we have in that locker room and in that room, uh, we, we always love to add talent. And then, you know, for me, my answer to that is, of course, we WOULD love the album. Uh, he knows that. Um, we had a lot of connections, but. You know, that's kind of out of my <laughs> range of things, of kind of coordinating things. So all I can do is, you know, make a call and, and see what happens, let A.B. do the rest. I think any situation for d Hot would be perfect for him. But of course, you know, with me having another weapon, uh, along with all the other great weapons we have in that locker room and in that room, uh, we, we always love to add talent.
1: Man, it's tough to hear his voice now and not just think a bunch of stuff. I don't know what it is. Because, I mean,
3: his first name is Massage. (laughs) That's true. And he's got like that very
1: calm, (laughs) subtle massage voice. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, trying to focus on what he's saying. I'm just thinking, man, oh, man, 60 different massage therapists like I just can't get that out of my head, uh, but uh, nonetheless, that is the speculation that that could be one of the spots. We talked about it yesterday. That they were uh, how how high atop the list were the Cleveland Browns, Brady? They were uh, they weren't one and two. That they, was
2: they were. I thought actually twenty to one last time I looked. I mean, so they were they were actually pretty far down there. Um, and one of you mentioned yesterday just the the breakup between. Hopkins moving on and and Watson kind of staying and what all went into that there there was some speculation who knows what's true what's not but the reality is Cleveland's gonna have to find a way to make it work within their cap because quite honestly Deshaun Watson's contract takes up a significant portion of it and beyond that if if you're if you're DeAndre Hopkins and you've been through some turmoil in Houston you, you've been through turmoil with the Arizona Cardinals. Do you want to go to a place where if the Browns don't win, is Kevin Stefanski there next year? No. So why would you want to go to a place, unless you're just that close with Deshaun Watson and you feel like they could pay you the highest contract? And I don't know that they even can. But why would you want to go to a place like that, as opposed to Buffalo or Kansas City, teams that apparently were potentially talking about trade offers it didn't work out but now they've got the opportunity to give their pitch and deandre hopkins when he talked on the podcast about what he was looking for and quarterbacks he'd like to play with he didn't mention watson Yeah, Mm. he mentioned a a number of quarterbacks but watson wasn't one of them
3: Mm. i mean when you think about it that way that kind of makes it kind of short and simple uh listen He's getting paid by Arizona. They had to release him. So, I, I still say he's playing with house money. Why would you choose Cleveland if you're playing with house money, unless you believe that you're you're one player away from that team being what it was supposed to be? You know, Juice, Juice, and uh, OBJ—they weren't able to change the the fortunes of of Cleveland, like, tremendously, not together at least. I mean, I know they made the playoffs, but I don't even know that OBJ. Was OBJ a part? He wasn't a part of that playoff run team, was he? I don't he? He think got he injured, was. Right? Yeah, I think he got injured. Or he was, got yeah. released before season was up. Uh, regardless, it just didn't seem like that worked out when they were loaded with all of that talent. Now, granted, they didn't have Deshaun Watson, that quarterback, but are we looking at Cleveland like – They're, you know, they're in a better position than, you know, the teams that that Deshaun Watson is looking at in Buffalo or in Kansas City. I'd say not.
1: uh, The quarterbacks you mentioned that Brady pointed out, Mahomes, Jackson, obviously Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, uh, Justin Herbert. So not even did he not mention Deshaun Watson or Massage Watson, as we call him. But he mentioned another guy in the division. I
3: can see, I could see the L.A. Chargers being the destination. That seems to be the most likely of destinations, if if you ask me.
1: They'd be loaded, man.
3: I mean, that seems likely. It's it's good weather. It's a it's a it's a nice place to be. It's it's L.A. You know, if you've paid attention to, to uh, D Hop, he has built a brand, and even his mother has built a brand. Um, outside of the game of football he's been in fashion you know he was connected to um, Adidas in terms of cer- certain things that you know he's been developing so i could see this being a market that that works for him and if if Justin Herbert is the player that everybody thinks he's he's you know evolving into and and and, and is going to be i could see i could see the Chargers being a, a tremendously nice fit an opportunity for D-Hop to give a an instant instant boost to and, and maybe take them to that, that next level out of all of the checks, other teams.
2: It, it checks boxes, right? It, it checks the, the football. Hey, I want to try to have a shot at maybe winning something because you feel like with Herbert you've got a shot. And then it checks the off the field if, if that matters to him as well at this point in time in his career because he, he's, what, 30 years old? Yeah. I mean, it, those things start to creep in your mind around that age about life after football. Um, and, but that's also why I look at New York and say, whether it's the Jets, you have Rogers, you have a team that might be trying to say, "We have a window of opportunity. We're going all in, and we're going to figure out a way to make this work, And it's New York. So you know, really both New York teams could use him. I don't know that he wants to go to the Giants, even though it's a great organization. And Daniel Jones could potentially take a a big step in his second year with Brian Dable. But the Jets should be one of those teams that he would look at or want to look at just now with Rodgers there and the fact that, yeah, you've got Wilson and Alan Lazard, some other pieces that he's comfortable with, but that's a team right away that you say, okay, that that could be a contender. That's in a big city where – you talk about your brand and everything off the field. You make it there. Or you, you you make it anywhere.
1: Uh, so when it comes to and you mentioned him being thirty years old, the talk is always well. If you uh, once a wide receiver hits thirty, it's kind of downhill from there. But don't you do you look at it differently with Hopkins? Just because he is coming off the worst two seasons of his careers, but of his career. But you know, we had the injuries a couple of years ago. And then he had the suspension for the uh, gas shampoo he took that apparently uh, made him piss hot and get flagged and get suspended a bunch of games by the NFL. And then obviously the end of last season was kind of bizarre, whether or not he could have played and then didn't play. And then the organization got pissed and they they lied about a knee injury. And that's why he wasn't part of the last two games. So when you look at his decline the last two years, do you look at it as him as a player? Or is that situation or that dictated – how he performed, and how he played the final two seasons in Arizona.
4: I mean, I,
2: I think you have to look at it because he only played nine games, and even the season before that, ten games. Kind of like a, a yards-per-game average. I mean, two years ago was, I think, his, his lowest. It was not good, even though their their season was good that year, though, right? I mean, that was the year they the Arizona won, what, ten games? Yeah so it's kind of odd that it actually came his lack of production came at the the expense of uh, or i guess his ex- his lack of production came at, at the expense of the team's success but you know last year he he still was catching for about 80 yards a game which if you if you go through his career it's not necessarily near the highest but it's not it was better than that year it, it's 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 you know it's, it's somewhere in there that's respectable and it, it's a good number um receptions per game was up there i mean he, he, his numbers may have been down in totality, but if he plays out a full 17-game season, he's probably putting up similar stats to what you saw his first year in Arizona or what you saw previously in, in Houston. So I, I don't know that he's that far behind. I think it's just a matter of he's going to be on the field for 17 games. And that might be one of the biggest questions about it is whether or not he, he can stay out there for that long.
3: I think another question you throw out there is, is he motivated enough to do, do so? I think we all know when, when guys are motivated and their belief factor is is high, um, they're, they're able to do things that you would have not thought that they were going to, to do. And I, I almost feel as though DeAndre Hopkins is telling us, I did not believe in Kyler Murray. I did not believe in his ability to get me the ball. And when you don't have that type of belief for somebody, I don't know that you're going to push yourself to to those those limits you may be you you know trying to do self-preservation
2: do you believe in calamari i mean i believe in calamari you put that as an appetizer i mean
3: it just depends on how good the marinara sauce is yeah if his sauce is good then i'm gonna go with him but if that Mm -hmm. sauce ain't good on the side man i just i've never been one to really really believe in in calamari if if it's all by itself,
1: do you guys eat the little octopus that come into calamari? Like you know, some yes, of that, that, absolutely. That is so nasty. No, I think whoa, that's the best part. Whoa, you eat the little baby octopus? Yes. That, man, that's the best part. That makes me want to puke. Why? Ew, it's just how would so. You say that? It's just so gross. Like it's, it's just the best all the part. all the the legs. Just thinking about what they crawled on to get to that plate, and it's like it's just, the best part. No, I know it whoa. crawled onto the,
3: to that plate to get to my mouth. Ugh. yeah. Oh wow. There you go.
1: Now here is the other part with, with calamari marinara
3: sauce, though. But but it's it, got to have something with it. It also can be a little too chewy, some calamari. Sometimes even with like kind of like of a may- mayonnaise sauce, like, yeah, like a
1: spicy mayo, like
3: a, a yeah, or like an aioli type of yeah. sauce, like yeah. I mean, I think it's just got to the 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 calamari's got to just ha- it's got to have something with it, and I think that that's relevant and it applies to the main conversation of what we're saying. It's got to have the Calamari has to have something with it for me to believe in it.
1: Do you think Calamari would have more than 4 wins this upcoming season? No. Okay. It's not
3: enough. It's not it's no where's the marinara sauce? Where where's the sauce? Not
1: with the Cardinals cuz that's where's where they're the projected sauce? to go. Well, there you go. Yeah, 4 and 13. Well, so, Sounds about right. 11-6 to 4-13, and 13, and they're just keeping the pace at four wins this upcoming year. What a bad football team. Is anybody even in the conversation for being as bad as Arizona this year? I don't even think it's uh, – there's even – Houston seems like they have some direction at least.
2: I, I think the interesting thing about, like, you saying they're going to be so bad is if you look at the track record of an organization, they've had their dips, but they've usually been competitive. I mean – I don't know. it's seventeen games. It's hard to win less than what's their over under set for wins? Five and a half? Four is it and five now, whatever it is? Four and a half. It's hard in a seventeen game season to to win less than that, and especially in today's NFL where I think when you look at the schedule and, and that division and everything else, I mean, they could win a week seven or a week eighteen game where the other team's not playing the starters. They could win a, a week one game where it just surprises you out the gate. I mean, there, there's always those possibilities. I think it's funny that you're being so hard on them because they're <laughs> historically they've actually been a pretty competitive organization. Maybe despite some of their internal flaws, which some of some of that's come to light um, in regards to Michael Bidwell and maybe how they've they've operated the team. Um, so it, 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 it's interesting. Like I, I know Hopkins is out, but um, he he missed a good amount of time, even the even in their best year in recent history when they won 11 games.
1: Yeah. They might start off 0 13. Just looking at their schedule, they might start off 0 13.
2: Okay, let's do this. All right. At Washington, to start off, if they win a game in their first 13 games, what are you going to do? (laughs) <laughs> what's the bet
1: I mean you loves this I'm not <laughs> because because he gets he's going get to get his sex change back one, to man one day he's going to own up to he, it because he's going
3: to get his sex change let, back to a man let me That's tell you what
1: happens because Brady goes to the production staff and he gets two different things that I've said he gets them to splice it together and then you get mm-hmm. what happened a few years ago for the Tony Romo contract where I said when he was renegotiating with CBS that there was no way he was going to get 10 million dollars a year And then Brady uh, told the production staff to slice together
2: a couple of pieces of sound. Can we add Lee in here? Because I feel like Lee, who is, is the production staff, or at least part of it, and was there for that, he could shed some light on this. Lee?
0: Yeah, there was no doctrine in this uh, soundbite whatsoever. (laughs) ah, You're you're, you're a credible
1: source, Lee, when it comes to this stuff. He is the source. They literally took two different people. You can can clearly hear on the audio that there was editing. That's your producer, dog.
3: Come on, man. Lee,
1: do we have the sound so you can clearly hear the editing of me disputing whether or not uh, Tony Romo was going to get $10 million a year? Efforting Efforting
3: Tony Romo.
2: If, If we do find it, I want people to listen. I want them to listen hard. And I want them to listen for that that edit that what, what words was edited between Jonas?
1: Uh, there were so many different edits, I can't even keep track of all of it. Mm. That, that many just, for yeah, like a, a, a three second clip? Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff done there, a lot of splicing together. Uh, Brady, it has been done. It's been known to happen. Yeah. I
2: mean, Levar, I, I would think if you want to have like a realistic excuse. You just say it's AI. You don't even yeah. say it's real. You know, know you, what? You, you say it's that new technology. That where is, like,
3: that's a great point.
2: Dude, I saw a video of Morgan Freeman oh, okay. talking. How's his hand so, doing? Well, I, I don't know how his hand's doing. I didn't, I didn't see his hand. I, just, I saw what looked to be Morgan Freeman talking for about a minute. None of it was real. It was completely <laughs> AI really? generated. It looked like him. It sounded like him. And I'm going, this is a problem. Like, yeah. this is what potentially could trick everyone in the world to thinking something that they shouldn't be thinking right now. Yeah. It's a problem.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I think Lee has it.
2: And here
1: it is. Let's hear the edit. By the way, if Tony Roma gets $10 million a year, I'm getting a sex change. Now, if I edited that, I did a very, very good job. You're which, great you at know, editing. Very capable of doing it. Let's do but it one no. more time. Let's do it one more time. Here are the edits. By the way, if Tony Roma gets $10 million a year, I'm getting a sex change. Take- he damn near almost got double that, which is, what's,
2: which is what's kind of so, interesting. So right?
1: I, I went back. Yeah, so I did it twice. Now I'm back to normal. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, no, saying-
2: I wasn't saying that oh, at all. Okay. I'm just saying he damn near almost got <laughs> double that amount.
3: It's yeah, but, but Jonas is so, still a man.
2: Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going
1: to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to, to put anything on the line when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. I just think they're going to be a bad football team. I'll say yeah. that. And so uh, you're, then you're not fully
3: believing then. Yeah. But uh-huh. you don't pay off your bets fully either. Oh, so, you know, there's that.
1: So the attacks, just just being attacked here. That's going to be $10. Uh, $10 now? Yeah. $10 after being wrongly accused of saying something I didn't say on the air, and now I'm getting popped $10. That'll be another $10. What? Why do
2: you keep saying you didn't say it? Here, you Lamar, did.
1: I got your 20 right here. Okay, there it is. That'll be another $10. <laughs> okay, I don't have 30 on me. All I got is 20.
3: Golly, you racking them up.
1: Uh, all right, it is two pros and a cup of joe forward. here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Lamar yeah, Arrington, Brady Quinn, oh, Jonas way. Knox with you from Jonas the rack.com studios. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to have the usuals we've got in case you missed it coming up later on. We've got our midweek awards, the BQ News, the old P, Petrus Papadakis is going to stop by. It's all yours. Again, a three-hour extravaganza here on FSR. But we do have now the next great rivalry in the NFL, and it went up another level in the past couple of weeks we'll tell you what that is that's next
0: be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app
1: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up in, we'll call it a little over 15 minutes from now here on FSR and another edition of In Case You Missed It. We've got some major flirting going on in the world of football. Major flirting. We'll give you the details on that again about 15 minutes from now here on FSR. So one of the great rivalries in the NFL, probably the best rivalry going is the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we've seen them play in the postseason a couple of times. We've seen them uh, you know, go, go at it in the regular season. Cincinnati had always had their number. And then all of a sudden, their mayor shot his mouth off this past year. And so Kansas City got even and won the game uh, in the postseason in the AFC title game this year. And one of the moves that kind of flew under the radar a little bit in the offseason was the fact that Orlando Brown Jr. left the Chiefs and signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. And you've had Mahomes talk about how much they missed him. Travis Kelsey felt like it was a gut punch uh, that it hurt his soul to lose Orlando Brown Jr. Now he's a Cincinnati Bengal. Well, Tyler Boyd, who's the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, he spoke about the signing of Orlando Brown Jr. from the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's take a listen.
4: I mean, I loved it, you know, because, you know, uh, you know, we have a nice little rivalry with the Chiefs and just seeing him come over, you know, it's like, yeah, we, we, we won up you But at the end of the day, uh, he's a great player. No matter where he would have went, uh, he's probably one of the best in his position, you know, and just adding him to um, what we got already, you know, it's going to allow Joe to have more time. and It's going to give us uh, the will to put up those points, you know, so I'm just happy to have him.
1: Can we ensure that these two teams play every single year for as long as Burrow and Mahomes are in the, mm-hmm. in the league together every single year? It is entertaining. It, it's the best game in the NFL. It is. The best? Yes. Every year. What's better?
2: Nothing. Um, I, I, I don't know that there's a better one. I, I think you could make the case between Burrow versus Mahomes, Mahomes versus Allen, Burrow versus Allen. Like th- those, those three teams, to me, those are all matchups that I think are appointment television you have to watch. Like, I, I know Kansas City and, and Cincinnati probably had a little more competitive games, but I still think you look at those other three and any of those three, a the, the combination, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I think it's – I'm not going to say one's necessarily better than the other. I think they're all equally really, really intriguing.
3: They have been. I think it has been more competitive with, with Kansas
2: City. Because and, Allen's and, and, style is one in which, like, he just starts to take over a game. Like he'll do it by himself. It's his arm it's I mean he's just got this this way about him and his his physical ability is probably greater than than Mahomes and Burrow and just in regards to his physical traits like I think he's got the strongest arm of the three of them i I think he's he's the biggest stature wise. He seems to be the most athletic the way he could kind of run and create and move. Um, not saying again, not saying that Burrow and Mahomes aren't. I just think when you're looking at like the overall ability, Allen probably checks all those boxes in that regard. Um, even though Mahomes has played the best, been the best. Even though Burrow is like he just makes it look easy. Like I'm telling you, he reminds me of watching Joe Montana. Like that's the best way I can describe Joe Burrow is. For kids who, who didn't get to grow up and see him, and I got to see him because I had family in the Bay Area. I grew up a big Joy, um, Jerry Rice fan, but I, I grew up watching Joe Montana. That's who he reminds me of. He's just cool. He's calm. He's collected. He's athletic enough to be able to hurt you with his legs. Um, there's, there's all those, those elements. But I, I think all of them. Are are really really fun to watch, and it could you could make the case it's a great matchup.
1: Chargers Chiefs is always good too. Like those have been uh, good matchups. Those have been. I would just I would just, I would just say
3: I'm just skeptical of the Bills. While I'm I'm in on on Allen and how he has improved and how he has played the level he's played at all of those, you know, all of those factors and 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 measurables. I just. Man, he hasn't made it as far as Burrow and and Mahomes. Their teams, and and they have been more competitive against Kansas City than than anyone else. And I just, I don't know. I like, like I like the shootout between the Bills and and, and Casey in the playoffs, uh, a few years back. Well, yeah, a few years. But I, I, man, I don't know what Buffalo will be this year. I just keep feeling like Buffalo with with you know some of the subtractions from from their team or you know I don't know I just didn't get a great feeling from what what Diggs did when the end of the season came
1: I just don't know if they hit their ceiling. Do you think Leslie Frazier left, the defensive coordinator, Sean McDermott has now talked about taking over play-calling duties and just saying, well, you know, you got to kind of have two two brains, to one for the defense, one for the team. When you hear a guy who's now got to take over those responsibilities, do you think that takes away from him as a head coach and what he's trying to do, or do you not worry about it because he's had experience being a D.C. in Carolina? I
3: mean, when we places. had this conversation about – Bill Belichick not having an offensive coordinator and and how all of that, you know, kind of unfolded if Bill Belichick wasn't going to be able to have a good season, kind of having his, you know, his attentions drawn away from from focus of of having someone competent in the position. I mean, I don't know if that's the greatest example, but I feel like it's a good example, maybe applicable example.
2: I don't know. That, that was really different. I mean, it was different for a few reasons. I mean, one, he wasn't going to medal on the offensive side of the ball because that wasn't his expertise, but that was just a flat-out bad hiring. And a lot of it had to do with Patricia coming back to the staff. In order for him to get paid, he couldn't name him a coordinator. So that was kind of how that worked, right? So he saved on being able to hire a guy who he trusts, he knows, he thinks is smart. And he can be on your staff and you can try that out for a year why while Patricia isn't, you know, being costing you a lot of money to do it, right? Yeah. It you know, that was kind up. of like a, a weird odd scenario that he obviously after one year decided to bring back Bill O'Brien. So I, I don't know, if that's the, the Maybe best example. Maybe it's not the best
3: example. Maybe it's not. I just I just think not having a definitive, you know, a coordinator at this level and a competent one. Like, I mean, it can work. I mean, Andy Reid does it as –
2: I mean, McVay calls plays, he's the head coach. So you just – you have to go about understanding how you want to operate as a head coach and how you're going to delegate tasks. You know, you're not going to manage the game as much. So, uh, honestly, what what typically happens is the special teams coach becomes the guy who's who's really going to manage the game flow. And so with the – Really? I don't want to say a burden, but with the extra responsibility to be defensive coordinator – you then are paying more attention to defense. You're talking to the defense, and the special teams coordinator is handling more of the you know in-game clock management scenarios, timeouts, um, challenges, those sorts of things. There's plenty of staffs that have that
1: that's how it's Uh, done normally the special teams guy takes over
2: well yeah you don't have a kickoff that's worth anything anymore so oh jeez, come on i'm just saying like they've got less to do so you can anoint them to have more but think about it they touch both sides of the team yeah they've got guys on offense and defense they're constantly watching situationally you know because they have to know like all right are we going for a fourth down here we're gonna kick it here if they don't get it you know they're watching all of that so it, it's a natural progression to have the special teams coach be the one that's anointed. And then you've got someone up in the box, too, that helps you in regards to clock management, or you should at least, and what they're doing. But um, that's, that's usually how it works um, if you've got a head coach that calls one, one side of the ball. And
1: the other. I think John Harbaugh is still the only special team or a guy with special teams experience that's a head coach in the league. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, Dave. We're not to- special teams
2: experience, but yeah, coming from as a coordinator. Yeah, yeah
1: like Dave Tobe, I know got some interviews, but yep. I can't think of a lot of other special teams guys that that have gotten a lot of looks as far as head coaches. Not here.
2: gonna know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is They've taken that away. So
1: two pros and a cup of Joe here brought to you by discover at the end of your first year, discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled seriously. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com forward slash match. So we've got some major flirting going on in the world of football. We'll tell you who it
0: is. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of two pros and a cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
1: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. Somebody is on the verge of the biggest moments of their professional career in the world of sports. And we have evidence that they are distracted. We'll get into that for you again a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. But before we get to another edition of In Case You Missed It, want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com.
0: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you In Case You Missed.
1: Missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee. Guys, in case you've missed this,
0: the pack 12 might be taking
3: further hits. Good morning, Good morning, morning,
0: Jonas. In case you've missed the pack 12, uh losing the likes of USC and UCLA to the Big Ten and off. And possibly Bailey. losing Oregon, Washington, and Utah. <laughs> ah, hey, Brady. Ah, ah, ah. They might be soon losing
1: the likes of Colorado as well, who are now in talks with the Big 12. Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, Some flirting. Goodness. Good. Go back to the Big 12. In fact, make it the Big 8 again. Come
2: on. Let's go. Let's go vintage. Oh, what if we're about gonna go the, vintage.
3: What, what about the pack?
2: Uh, there, there is no more pack. <laughs> Jeez. Dead like man. Pack less. Dead <laughs> man Dead walking. Man walking back 12 is done um look this is all this really is what happened through covid i've said this before this is a little controversial to say this but i think from a um you know 30,000 foot view everyone started to look out for themselves we did it individually we did it collectively as a part of organizations and corporations and universities it was survival of the fittest like And and this isn't like to get political into what COVID was or wasn't and all that. But when people were not sure what the hell was going on, people started to say, well, I got to make sure I'm good. I have to make sure like I'm protected, I'm safe. And that really spurred this thought of, you know, schools like Texas and Oklahoma, who got an opportunity to go to the SEC through Disney. They're now there. And USC and UCLA who got an opportunity to go to the Big Ten. And and because it provides them greater financial ability to compete and remain at the top. And that's what this is all about. So if Colorado is saying, I'm going to move you know, out of the Pac-12 to the Big 12, it's because we're not going to make any money from the Pac-12. The Big 12, at least, has greener pastures. It may not be the Big Ten or the SEC, but it's, it's close. And so we have to do what's best for us. in in, in the short term at least until we can hopefully find even more money somewhere else to help support our athletics programs and allow us to compete
1: and dion being there does make them that much more appealing i
2: I don't think that you can look at the decision based on that if dion has a good year or two years he gone yeah he'll go to a bigger program or he'll go to the nfl i mean why, why are we thinking that this is a destination job for dion sanders
1: Oh, you don't think he's going to be there 10, 15 years? No. No.
3: As soon as Shador's out of there.
1: Oh, you think he's just sticking around for his son and then he's gone? <laughs> I don't well, know. I, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll
2: see how they do. I mean, look, if they does well, I, I think he'll end up getting a bigger job, a bigger opportunity, more resources. I think if it doesn't go well, he might not I – mean, which they'll, they'll give him plenty of time to be able to build this, but it, it goes one or two ways – and when you're a head coach, it either works and you're there and or you bounce to a better job or it doesn't and you're not. I mean, it, it's really hard to find guys who've been somewhere in one place for such a long period of time, especially that are as uh, dynamic as he is.
1: Man, you know the move should be? If it doesn't work out with Mario Cristobal, Miami should hire Dion. You think he'd take that job after FSU no, didn't hire him? No, he went Come to on. FSU. He I, does...
2: I think he would, he would wait to see if it doesn't work out with Norvell. Oh, man. Florida State should be a competitor in the ACC this year. There's actually a lot of expectations around them. If they don't succeed and Colorado wins five, six games, I'm telling you, they might pivot. The old brass there might say, all right, let's do it.
3: Let's go get prime." What else we got, Lee? Guys,
0: history, or excuse me, tradition in the making, in case you missed it, Nick Saban calling out Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M last year for quote-unquote buying every recruit on their team. This year at the SEC spring meetings, Nick Saban singled out Texas A&M once again saying, you think there's parity here? I think the way Southern Cal, Texas, and Texas A&M are spending money, it hasn't hit yet.
1: What are you willing to spend? Good for Nick Saban. You know what? he's back we need to this by the way this story carried us through a full week last year of the offseason Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher
2: it seems a bit hypocritical I mean maybe maybe he's not or their collective is however he wants to word this but come on man in the SEC (laughs) we know how all this works I I can I can firsthand tell you like we just had a dude go down there I'll, I'll firsthand tell you yeah what happened yeah well I'll put it this way he wasn't walking down to Tuscaloosa, all right.
1: It took I'm just Uber? saying, like,
2: let, let's let's stop throwing shots <laughs> at other people when you live in a glass house.
1: Hmm. It, it is
2: pretty fun, though. It's fun to listen.
3: To he Nick got same, that man. bulletproof glass, though.
2: I mean, honestly, what, what flies under the radar is like it's still Nick Saban, it's still Alabama, but Georgia's been at the top of college football the past. Yes, they years.
3: have. Yes, yeah. they have. And uh, no more stunts. Alabama
2: lost to LSU, and uh, who, I mean, LSU looks like a better contender this year in the West?
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. College football's not that far away. Can't wait.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.